The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Here's Brandon. Welcome back to Old Space Show. I am Brandon, and this is my co-captain, Jim. I'm contacting you from Old Space. Over. Over. This installment of Old Space Show follows our continued episode-by-episode travelogue through the first season of Space 1999, where the moon is knocked out of orbit, wandering through the far reaches of space, the population of its human-built colony, hoping to stumble upon a new home. Today we are talking about the 15th episode, The Full Circle. This episode. Cave people. This episode. Mist. This episode. Cave Koenig. This episode. Cave Russell. This episode. Carter falls in a pit. This episode. Stun switch. Kill switch. As a reminder, we are going through the episodes in the fan preferred production order, not broadcast order, as found on streaming services. And if you want, you go to Google and you type Space 1999. Or you can put a colon or not, production order, and it's going to come up with the page. And you can just, there's many pages. And the Space 1999 wiki, the custom one for it, when you go through the episodes, it asks you the next episode, do you want it next broadcast that follows this or the next production that follows this? Amazing technology. It's pretty cool what people can not do. Not even a human decision required for that. They might, <laughs> Yes. So in this episode, while exploring an Earth-type world, several Alphans, including Commander Koenig and Dr. Russell, disappear after sighting a strange fog. Shortly afterwards, a race of primitive humans are encountered. This is directed by Bob Collette, and the writers are Jesse Lasky Jr. and Pat Silver. Now, Pat Silver, he co-wrote a bunch of stuff with Lasky Jr., but Lasky Jr. is the writer of The Ten Commandments. (laughs) One of like he wrote the ten. Wait a minute! I thought God wrote the Ten Commandments. Oh no! It was it was Mr. Jesse Lasky Jr. And then they made a movie off of it, and he wrote that. (laughs) So he did both. Yeah, he wrote like Commandments seven, nine, and like three. He wrote eleven and twelve, but they got cut in the editing process. You know, right? Workshop that stuff. You can't just go with your first thing. No, you can't. He also wrote the Buccaneer for Cecil B. DeMille. Ah. He did. He did additional dialogue for the movie Secret Agent for Alfred Hitchcock. He did an episode of The Naked City, the television version, an episode of The Saint, and some episodes of Secret Agent, the TV show. Wow, the so, precursor to The Prisoner. Yeah. Or no, that was Danger Man. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. It was, this episode is... Wow. Where do you start with this? First of all, Eagle Six is full of crew members we have never seen before, and they disappear. Right. As they do. 
as well as has been a recurring theme here in the old it's space like, show on space 1999 <laughs> it's like who's here is there anybody I re- nope these these people are done right if, if you see cast members you've never seen before you're never going to see them again <laughs> but the eagles are empty nobody's on it mm-hmm. and paul flies the eagle back from the planet using the remote control from like a remote control airplane yeah. or like an rc car with the little joysticks that we've seen in the other episode he flies it back, and what do they find in the eagle? What do they find? They find like a, a caveman. Dead <laughs> like, caveman! Dead caveman. <laughs> All caps, exclamation point, dead caveman. Dead caveman, <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. And they like send a large group on a scouting mission, and then Paul, Paul and Bergman stay back to do an autopsy that we never really see. First, yeah. Koenig and Helena go down by themselves. Right. Oh, on, yeah, a little, yeah. on a little six-wheeled golf cart from the you know G.I. Joe Adventure Team or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> it, it looked like something you would wax the floors with in a mall. And they drive up to a bike reflector. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, we're at the first marker. He puts another bike reflector in the bike reflector taped to a tree. Yes. <laughs> and then he says, we have to walk from here. I'm like, right. I'm like it's incredibly, <laughs> it's just as flat as where you drove in from. Why do you have to walk from here? We have to walk from here. And then you see the next group of dolphins that you've never seen before on the show. Mm-hmm. You'll never see again. Wandering yep. out. And they're all like, hey, you know, how you know? it is even like a search party. It's like they're going camping. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they yeah. all are carrying equipment. Yeah, they're it's like, really weird. They get out there and they're like, oh, the night on this planet is two hours. So we're going to camp down for the night and we'll see you in the morning. I would say like it's such a different group of alphans that I'm like, wait. Are these like another? Did we find another group of Earth people from another mission? And like, it felt so different that I was confused. That I was like, "Wait, is there something weird going on here? Where we're running into like a former Alpha people?" Or like, it was. That's how different and jarring these people were. Of here you go. And then they're all like, and then they're all like, like it's a camping trip, you know? Like, like six (laughs) people aren't missing. Right. Oh boy, let's have fondue. Let's yeah, <laughs> let's sing kumbaya. Who's got the uke? Yeah, right. And it's like, well, we'll see you in the morning. See, I'm like, all right. First of all, their nighttime on the planet. They said it was only two hours. Why would you go to bed? Why would everybody lay down and go to sleep for two hours right. and get up and what? I'm sorry, who, Brandon. Who, it hurt my head to think about that. Who but, forgot the badminton net? Why didn't they bring oh, yeah, that down there? Well, no, they think they left that out from when the. Uh, you know, the, the moon got and lost its atmosphere. Right. I will say one thing that you notice right away: like this is really outside. This is like location shooting. Yeah, like yeah. I'm convinced this is a real forest. I think like, they shot it in Endor. Yeah, it looks like Endor. they shot the forest moon in Endor. Yeah, and I was just like, wow, this looks weird. And I'll, I'll say, I wrote this. Day, I was like, this episode does a really good job of making normal feel weird. Like seeing the characters, uniforms, vehicles against a real exterior location feels yeah. foreign because it's been 15 episodes and this is the first time I think we've seen a real location exterior shot and it's like a happy accident, but it's brilliant if they, they thought of this. But Every set's like either the, the alpha set, a soundstage that looks like a prog rock album cover. Right. Or a soundstage with styrofoam rocks or some other like fake you know, outdoor effect. But you're right. right. I think this is the first one we've actually seen that was shot outdoor on location. Yeah. And it's weird because I'm, I'm just like, wow, this feels 
strange and uneasy, but it's because it's so normal and we have not been given this yet. And we've been so long and so accustomed to sets and fake looking exteriors. We also have Sandra. She's out with Carter on an eagle, which makes me go, uh-oh. Right. Alan keeps making jokes about Paul getting jealous, too. Yeah, he oh, does. Oh, I'm such an I'm such a brawny male. I'm sure Paul's it's our triangle. jealous back on the, back, on the alpha there. It's our love triangle right there. Oh, Alan. but Alan, Alan would, I don't know. It just seems like he would punch somebody rather than kiss yeah. them. Or well, I'd choose Alan, but Alan chooses no one. <laughs> That's Sandra's problem. Alan's so Car- too much, man. So they like land and he goes like Carter goes to investigate something and falls into like a pit. Yeah, I wrote the curse of Sandra. Now, how did he not see the big hole? It's a big <laughs> hole. It's, yeah, like, it's not like a little like trap punji pit like from Vietnam or something. Yeah, there was nothing covering it. It was just a hole. Nothing covering it. Nothing at all. covering it. He just I was like, what did he just fall in a p- what? <laughs> like Oh, the, I didn't understand how he how he you know got himself in the hole to begin with. Right, and and like a, a caveman finds him in it too, and he, he uses, fights the caveman because yeah. Alan has to fight everybody and everything. Of you course. have to give him something to punch, and the caveman like uses the calm and finds Sandra on the eagle, and then like knocks her out and runs off. So but really missed happened. an opportunity there. They really, I mean. I just I couldn't help it when they were fighting in the pit. I couldn't help but think of the Star Trek combat music. You know, oh yeah, ramp it up. Yeah, I definitely like uh, felt that. And then the thing about the like, okay, so he fights the caveman. Alan gets knocked to the ground. Caveman is about to drive a spear through his head. Yeah, and then the comm link goes off. The caveman is totally distracted by it. Totally forgets about Alan. <laughs> like, oh, this guy, what? What? No, comm link, right? The dudes lower a tree down into the pit so he can get out. Dude climbs out. He's showing the rest of them the comic. Like, they totally forget about Alan and leave him there. Yeah. With the, with the, with the ladder to get out, right? Mm-hmm. Cavemen are not very smart, are they? No. I don't think they're supposed <laughs> to be. And there's a there's a cave full of cavemen and women. I just want to mention real quick that after they kidnap Sandra, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. there is a scene with Kano and Victor. Mm-hmm. Having dinner yeah. with Alan, and they're all. I'm, all, I'm thinking, should they look for Sandra? Maybe. I mean, right, yeah. there. I mean, Alan knows there are cavemen out there. He knows, you know, probably where they are because he was in their hole. Mm-hmm. You know, ooh, that came out wrong. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, why aren't they all looking for Sandra? But no, they're having a wonderful dinner. The uh, multi-course spread, and Victor is making tea, and it's all very lovely. There's a cave full of them, and two of them are Dr. Russell and K- Commander Koenig. Wow. She flips out. And it, I was like, oh, so another episode where our cast is doubled. Yep, here we go again. As the adversaries. Like, oh, well, it's not like this show has a huge cast. It's got a huge cast of cast of background actors but <laughs> who regularly die yeah there's a there's a cave person brawl that happens it's Koenig versus the first spear guy yeah right and right. they and Koenig like literally picks up the spear guy over his head and slams him down WWE style yeah it throws him in a onto fire a fire yeah <laughs> onto a fire I was like oh shit like damn Koenig 
<laughs> Cave Koenig, he's, he's the guy we expect the regular one to be. Right, right. <laughs> he's, uh, not, he's, not, uh, he's not having any. Yeah, and then Cave Person Sandra, she beats Cave Koenig with a rock, like in the head, too. And it sets off Cave Helena Russell, like she goes berserk about it. Yeah. Well, when the guy gets caught on fire, Cave Helena Russell tries to help him. Right. Like she tries to heal the dude after he's caught on fire. (laughs) (laughs) With her caveman, you know, medical ways, I guess. Right. Yeah. It's still in there. And uh, then they have this like cave person moaning music thing they do. Do you remember that? Oh. Oh. Yeah. It was very weird. And then there's this whole jealousy thing. Like, Cave Koenig, like, wants Sandra's monitor on her wrist or something. Yeah. It's really And yeah. then that's when she hits him in the rock with a rock, and he goes away. Mm-hmm. And then Victor and the party find, uh, you know, are out looking for Sandra. And yeah. they find the moon buggy, right? And they swerve just before they enter a wall of mist. They right. realize the mist must have something to be part of this because they keep losing people into the mist. Yes. And, and they see Thomas Jane there with the, right. the shotgun. Oh, wait, wrong myth. <laughs> he blasted Bergman too early. There the are the part they get in the, the cave and like Carter tries to blast caveman Koenig, but like, and it was cool. I don't feel like I haven't seen any effects like this, but like Bergman like slaps his arm and he blasts and it shoots behind him. And I was like, oh, that right. kind of felt kind of advanced for the show, <laughs> that effect. But wow, because yeah. the laser went back and it hit and I think it like sparked where it landed. And I was like, ooh, normally these lasers just nothing this is when carter gets passed yes he finds sandra's tunic i mean he doesn't know that she's wearing a pelt or whatever that cave canig got for her. and he's like oh, i'm gonna kill all these guys and, oh he pulls out his gun he starts running through the caves looking for him he's like i'm gonna get them all god help him if she's been harmed and, well, and they find, his Alan Way, you know yeah and they find like koenig regular koenig with a bruise on his head mm-hmm they find him. Sandra gets captured by the cave people, and uh, but Carter stays back, just searching the cave randomly. Like the cave people have scattered, and then they're slowly coming back, and he's still there. I was like, "What's what are we doing right now?" Like I didn't, I was kind of lost at this part. Like, wait, everybody left. Like right. cave people, alpha people, and then like Carter hung back, but the cave people are creepily still around. I was like. I think the the like once Koenig came out of the mist, he was okay, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they went to go plan stuff, but Carter stayed back. Well, they go back and they do an autopsy on the first caveman, right? And then he died of a heart attack. Yeah, because <laughs> he was in the in the thing. The doctor realizes he had cap teeth or something, right? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it turns out that it was the first team's pilot, but he's been devolved like forty thousand years, right? Yeah. And they're like, hey, maybe it's that mist. <laughs> Could be. That's I don't know. Because when they came out of the mist, they're okay. But they get in the mist. I don't know. Right. So they, Koenig, after his head injury, <laughs> goes back to the planet. Yes. Save Helena and the rest of them. Yeah. And they're going to like, the cave people are going to sacrifice Sandra or cook her. I don't. Right. It wasn't clear either way. Mm-hmm. And Carter... Either way, they're going to murder her with a, like a, a black obsidian i guess a piece of obsidian or something yeah it's like a stone dagger thing but uh carter he like aims to kill cave russell who's about to stab her and we right. then get a close-up that i don't think we've had on the blaster where it has a switch that says 
kill or stun. Right. And he moves it to kill, and then Koenig and Bergman show up, and Koenig like shoots and stuns Carter. I was like, damn. I've got to tell you, though, if you, you, you need to mark that. <laughs> you do. You really do need to mark that. I, I, I'm all for that. So you don't want to stun if you have to kill, vice versa. Right. Yeah. Right. And then they take Sandra, lure the cave people out, and deduce that uh, the mist, they're like, okay, the mist totally did this. And they force the cave people back into it by blasting at them. Right. And then, uh, it works. It's funny because <laughs> <laughs> when they drive, they drive cave, cave Russell back. Yeah. She looks back at Katie and goes, John. <laughs> <laughs> and Cave Woman. John. <laughs> yes. John. <gasps> Oh, and it's like they lost each other when they find, like, it's like, oh, we were walking. Oh, hey, hey, what's going on? And they have no memory of the cave person ing. Right. No memory and, of anything. And Bergman says, oh, it was a time warp. Time warp. Yeah. Ravine, time warp. Yeah. Sure, sure. That's what happened. And Russell talks about how her cave person was jealous about someone taking Cave Koenig from her, which is, which he says he's flattered. And I got to tell you, man, that heat is off the charts. <sighs> <laughs> and of course Bergman sums it all up by saying will a man ever change and, and, oh, and they start laughing and, <laughs> it, and, it, and it ends on a laugh freeze frame yes, you gotta does. love that You got it's Koenig like <laughs> I almost <laughs> wanted it to say directed by Hal Needham right <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <It> <laughs> That would have been cool. Oh my gosh. It was so funny. I was like, oh wow. Like sitcoms can't even nail that that good. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, this was great a, if there was like just a little reprise of the theme music. <laughs> and there's right. da 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 da. <laughs> yeah, and this one this one was another felt like the the previous one with Brian Blessed, a mixture of big set, centerpiece set, and scale. Uh, with stuff too. Like I think oh. you nailed it pretty well, like the uh, the the location shooting really. Yeah. Good stand out i'm sure the actors really enjoyed playing cave people mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> i wonder how much they paid the stunt double who picked up the guy who threw the who actually threw <laughs> the other caveman because i don't think martin landau would have the upper body strength to do yeah, that i don't know i don't know perhaps we find I out don't speak Ill, i don't want to speak ill of those who've gone into the cosmos but he just doesn't seem like he has that kind no. of I mean, alan i could believe but but not Kane. i'm sorry yeah, that's that's my that's my suspension of disbelief problem with this. <laughs> of all the things, that's the one, right? It was the mist. It, it gave him the strength. The mist gave him the strength. Sure, sure, that's what it was. It was the force. The f- there we go. We we're on Endor, so hey, it all makes sense. All right. Well, that'll do it for another Moon Buggy Adventure. Until next time, Jim, what's going on with you? Well, you can catch me every week on Nothing's On on the Taylor Network of Podcast.com, where myself, uh, professional comedian Donnie Salvo, and Daryl Taylor himself uh, give you the week's worth of entertainment, TV, and movie news. We're going to have a lot to talk about this week, that's for sure. Also, the Walking Dead TV podcast. We'll be doing a episode 300 live stream, and we're just covering up the uh, finale of uh, Walking Dead World Beyond. The finale just aired, and we'll be covering that on the live stream with our listeners. And that'll be archived in at www.hwlod.com. And you can find my written work at wisebo.com, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD. There's more for the Brandon Peters show this week, but from old space, Alpha out. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters show is a Creative Zombie Studios production, produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. 
Announcer vocals by Jessica Alsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at thebrandonpetersshow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at thebrandonpetersshow.com. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.